0: and made his dwelling among us, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who has come from the Father, Check this out. full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one who, uh, the one I spoke about when I said, Bless you, he is the one to come after me. He, he surpassed me, but yet he was before me. Out of the fullness we have received grace and place of grace, or grace upon grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the 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 one and only Son who is Himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Can we pray one more time? God, we love you. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in this place, God. We know that you're in the house. We welcome you, God. We open our hearts and our ears to receive from you, God. God, I pray that that today, that your word would change and challenge us today, God, that we would leave here today with a greater revelation of your grace in our life. God, that we leave here today differently than the way we came in. We love you, God, and we welcome you to do a work in our life. We give you all the glory and honor because you are worthy of it. And all God's people said, amen, amen. What's the meaning of Christmas? If you ask people, if we did man on the street and stuck a mic in front of people's face, they would say all kinds of things. Family. Uh, some people would say the old cliche, Jesus is the reason for the season, you know. Uh, and, and Which is true. There's some truth in that. Uh, and, you know, some people are going to, if they're smaller, they might say presents. Uh, come on, because we like stuff. Uh, I know my kids are excited about waking up and, and, and opening presents and, Uh, They think they know what they got, but they don't know. Um, We'll have to see what Santa brings them. And uh, some people might say Santa. Uh, There's so many different things. But the truth is, 2,000 years ago, a little over 2,000 years ago, uh, there was a man and a woman. And Mary, by the Holy Spirit, conceived the the baby, and they, they traveled to... Uh, their homeland, uh, Bethlehem, and and I, I love the story of, of Jesus and, and Mark and are and Luke they. They tell this the account of Jesus, and it says that they they went to, to Bethlehem to for a census, and they they came to the house. Oftentimes, we the, this portrayed as they went to like a hotel, right? And the hotel keeper's like, "No room here, no vacancy." But really, they were going to like relatives' house, and and back then, in the Jewish custom, if there was a foreigner, or a a traveler, they would come, and 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 they would have this guest room, this upper room, uh, as as much like the. Upper room at Pentecost where uh, uh, the Holy Spirit came and, and they their guest rooms were all filled they didn't have a guest room and, and then they said well there's a, a, a back in the back of the houses where they kept the sheep and, and animals and and so they, they went back there and and, uh, and they gave birth to, to Jesus and we all know the story and he was laid in a manger but what was the manger it was basically a a, a, a watering trough for. For animals, they would come and, and drink and eat. And uh, and I was reading this story, and I was praying about what to really talk about. And I, I wrestled with the, the, the text, and I had all these ideas. You get ask Raina, I would walk upstairs frustrated. I was like, I don't know. And I uh, had this whole sermon. I would scratch it, and then I'd get more coffee. and Maybe it was the caffeine. I should have just laid off the caffeine. but And I was like, I don't know. what's, uh, But I, I, my prayer to, today is that, God would speak to you. So they 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 took Jesus and they laid him in this manger, and and this manger is basically a watering trough. And God spoke to me when I read this. He he said, "Yes, Jesus was was laid in in this this manger, this watering trough." But what came to mind is is that Jesus is the the living water. Jesus is. It, it was funny it's almost symbolic of what was to come that when jesus met the the good the Samaritan woman at the well she's she was thirsty she was looking for something and jesus said why do you ask me for a drink because i am the the living water he said if you drink of me you'll never go thirsty again so why christmas why Jesus, why, why do we do all this? And I, I love the story of the birth of Christ. And I love that John had a little bit different take. Jesus is the living water. He came to, to he literally 2,000 years ago left every splendor of heaven. It, it still baffles me that, that Jesus loves us so much that he left heaven, literally left th- this, every splendor of heaven to be born, to be laid in a manger. He wasn't born of a, a king or of, of a, a, you know, if, if I was God, which I'm not, but if I was God and I was leaving heaven, I would at least pick a family that like had a, like a really nice home, you know, like I'd be like a, a mansion that had like really nice air conditioning and, and, a, and a really nice bed. And uh, But Jesus didn't do that. He, he picked the faithful and he was born of of meager beginnings and this king of kings was laid in this feeding trough and and it says that the world did not recognize him though the 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 everything was made through jesus and and he was in this world and he was dwelling among us the 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 where john writes basically when he says that he dwelt among us it, it means that he made his home our home like he he left heaven and then wrapped himself in flesh and dwelt, or he moved into the neighborhood. He he made this world his home. He's dwelling with us. The one thing about John here, and I don't know if you've picked up uh, this theme in the the beginning, uh, or the first uh, John one, it says this a couple times that. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And, and then in for, uh, verse 14, he says, The Word became flesh. The Word became flesh. And in the next few minutes, and we're not going to stay long today, but I want to talk to you about the Word became flesh. The Word. The Word. The word is logos. If in the Greek it's, it's logos or word, and it's it's not just a word, but it's a message. The logos as a message. It's 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 power. We have power in words, or our logos is is our words, are our message to people. Uh, it, it, you know, and God basically saying that Jesus is the message, that that Jesus embodies the, the message of God. That he is the word, he's the living word of God. Basically, he's the living uh, message of God. See, our words have power. The Bible tells us that uh, that, uh, that, that our words have the power of life and death, that, that our words embody when we speak and we say things, our message, our words embody our mind and our will. We have a message. And if we have a message and that, that message, how much more does God have a message? So, so basically Jesus came to this earth to be the message of God. To be the logos of God, He came to to embody the 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 mind and the will of God, and He it says that He wrapped Himself in flesh. He wrapped Himself in flesh, which is crazy to me, because I don't know about you, but I'm wrapped in flesh because I'm human, right? It'd be weird if I didn't have flesh. I'd just be a skeleton, like the bodies exhibit. That'd be weird, and. Uh, but he wrapped himself in flesh, and when I think about flesh, it, it's, it's where our weakness is. It's, it's where our, our, our mortality is. It's where we feel pain and emotions. And, and so Jesus left every splendor of heaven. He, he was literally the, the embodiment of God. He was the, the logos, the word of God, and then he wrapped himself in flesh. To walk the walk, to, to live and dwell among us, to know what it means to be us. So we have a high priest that, that not only uh, knows, he can empathize with, with what you're going through this, this Christmas. Jesus knows what you're walking through because he became flesh. He became like us. Yet he was fully God. Yet he, he felt that pain. It says that the, one of the most powerful verses in the Bible is, is, is two words in his first uh, scripture I memorized. It was Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And it speaks volumes of, of, of the, the humanity that Jesus walked, the humanity that, that God chose and, and wrapped himself in. He, he knows what it is to weep. He knows what it is to feel pain. So many times during Christmas season, uh, there, many people go through many emotions and um, the, a lot of people uh, deal with things in and Christmas and, 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 and whatnot. But I want to tell you that Jesus left heaven for you. That He left every splendor of heaven to be wrapped in flesh, to know what it is to be like you, to, to walk and to feel the th- same things that you feel. The message of God was wrapped in flesh. The birth of Christ. I love the the birth of Christ. We're celebrating the birth of of our Savior, of, of Jesus this season. We should never forget that. And it says that that through Jesus and through God becoming the Word of God, the the Word becoming flesh, it says in His fullness that we receive grace upon grace or or grace stacked upon grace. Out of His fullness, abundance. Out of Jesus' abundance, we receive this grace. If there was never a birth, there would never be a death. If there wasn't a death, there wouldn't be a resurrection. I would like to invite the, va- the band to come and prepare to, to play. And uh, in closing today, I want us to understand that it's so much more than just the birth of Christ or the birth of our Savior. But the birth of Jesus set into motion a series of events because it, without the birth, we would not have the death. We wouldn't have Without the death, we wouldn't have the resurrection. And through the resurrection, we wouldn't have that grace upon grace. See, God came to earth not just to, to be born and to live, but he came so that we may have life and life to abundance and to have that grace upon grace. John writes something that, that's unique. He says this, he says, For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. See, before Jesus, there was the law of Moses, or uh, the, the law that Moses gave, the, the uh, Ezekiel law. And this law... Could not bring grace. This law only brought death. And if you read through Romans, Paul begins to, to write to the Romans about how the law uh, brought death and, and brought a basic uh, condemnation. There's no grace in the law. But the one thing that Jesus brought was grace and truth. One who came from the Father is full of grace and truth. Man, this this season i just want you to be able to walk in the grace of god i want you to be able to walk in the grace of god paul began to pray he said he said god take away this thorn of my, my flesh he it said the bible says he prayed it three times and then god said something crazy he said he said paul my grace is sufficient for you Whatever you're walking through this season, God is saying, my grace is here for you. As we celebrate the birth of of Jesus, I'm reminded of grace, I'm reminded of his love, and I want you to to stay in that, that love and that grace God has for you. Man, the Word became flesh. The Word of God, the Logos, the very essence of God came to life. The very essence, the the, the thing that, that God wanted most is relationship. And without his logos, without his message, we wouldn't have known him like, like we do now. And then through the birth of Christ came the death and then the death, the resurrection. And through the resurrection, we're able to have relationship with Jesus. So, can we just stand in the house? May God is wants relationship with you. God wants to commune with you. God loves you. And it says that he has grace upon grace, that he has basically... This abundance and love and grace and truth. I want to just take just the next few minutes, just to worship God. We're going to sing the song uh, "What a Beautiful Name," and in the song it says that it says that Jesus did not want heaven without us. God, tell you this morning that Jesus does not want heaven without you. That He reached down from heaven. And he brought, and the, the song that we, we sing, that he brought heaven down. He did that through the birth of Jesus. So we can have relationship with our, our God, our Father. May I want to just sing the song once through, and I want you to just close your eyes and reach to heaven, and, and can we just worship Jesus? Because honestly, the presence don't really matter. The the food that I'm going to destroy doesn't really matter in the end. I'm excited about it, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. What really matters is what we do with the birth of Christ. What we do through the resurrection of our Jesus Christ, the God that, that, that didn't want heaven without us. The the, the the god that 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 could have just stayed in heaven but yet he wanted us and he was madly in love with us and he reached down from heaven he brought heaven through Jesus and through the sinless life of Jesus and then the sacrifice and then the resurrection